Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 95, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I'm going to need your help on this, Miles. I'm Jack O'Brien. The best podcast. I'm Jack O'Brien with Miles and Special Guest. Wow. Yeah, crispy meme donut. That was actually the most delicate I think I've ever (laughs) heard you sing anything ever. Yeah, man. I think it's because we don't have headphones. Hotel room. I don't know. Full disclosure, yeah, and all that rattling is Jack's mouse going my old bananas on this <laughs> tiny table right now sorry about that um uh, i'm sorry who am i <laughs> and i'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host mr miles Gray. in the time of mid-grade weed i was a junkie you tainted my veins ash and kush but no punk me with contracted eyeballs straight rail some edibles cold brew calls like a keef grade antidote Okay, anyway, that was back, loser. Yeah. It's you know, it's very jarring also that I'm not hearing my own. Yeah, head. I know, I can't hear. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm speaking loud enough. I feel like we're not even doing this. Yeah, um, but thank you too. That was Trike Gang at Just TDZ, AKAs for that wonderful Beck inspired. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented co-host of the Ron Burgundy podcast, Carolina Barlow. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? for being on our show. Very happy to be here. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you. Just so full disclosure, yes. we are in Orlando right now yeah. for podcast movement. We we all put on our badges, we're all rocking badges. our lanyards. It feels uh, official right now, and we're very in a fish. hotel room overlooking a lazy river. Uh, that I mean, we can we can only be so uh, blessed to know its touch. I later do feel on. like Orlando is very like it knows its brand. Like on the drive over here, I saw right. people like water skiing next to like a jump and shit. I think and, Florida knows its brand. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think. And just, yeah. I can see like three roller coasters right now. Mm-hmm. I think just at all times, it's a requirement that, in that's Orlando Manta. that yeah. all uh, theme parks. Also, must. that was a new lesson. SeaWorld now has uh, roller coasters. Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. But I guess you have to keep up. I don't up. know why. I mean, the whales seem like they're cool enough. Right? Yeah. People are down with that still. It was rated Orlando's number one theme park, according to uh, a sign saw. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Caroline, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in yes, a moment. Please. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today, such as the fact that Chris Cuomo uh, is the Fredo of the Cuomo family, oh, possibly. Mm-hmm. We better not say that. Oh, right, right. My bad. Uh, well, I'm sure it'll be bleeped. I mean, we we have standards here, and obviously that's a terrible Terrible insult. Uh, We're going to talk about Donald Trump's uh, habit of sending people torn out articles with Sharpies (laughs) scribbled all over them. We're going to talk about the trade wars. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on in Hong Kong uh, and Democratic presidential candidates who just need to fucking run for Senate already. Uh, and then in the fun part, we'll talk about the Diana musical. We'll talk about Olive Garden. We'll talk about uh, <laughs> how cable is dying still. Uh, all of that and more. But you first, Carolina, we like to ask yes. our guests, what is something from your search history uh, that's revealing about who you are? I would say the fact that every few days I Google Ivanka Trump to see <laughs> um, something embarrassing that she's done. Yeah. And there's always something there and it always brings me joy. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is it that gives you the joy that like people know she sucks mm-hmm. or? Well, wh- yeah, I think that Donald Trump is such an obvious racist. And on the Ron Burgundy podcast, we had a criminal psychologist who diagnosed him as a narcopath. So a narcissist sociopath. Yes. So he really, he really can't function in terms of compassion or caring about others, which is evident if you've um, watched the news. But Ivanka Trump, I think, is like the, I think she's the standard for a white moderate, but she's in the worst place in the world (laughs) to be a white moderate. Right, yeah. And I remember just watching the election thinking, if she just stood up one day and said, my father's a lunatic, Please. She would be empress. As a mother. Well, that's the whole other thing I get upset about is that she's (laughs) saying that she's like looking out for women and children. And I'm 
Um, anyway, yeah, so I have a dream that comes up once in a while of me approaching Ivanka Trump at a party and trying to humiliate her. <laughs> and I wake up and it looks like I've been like wrestling in my sleep. Like I look wow. so exhausted. So yeah, she occupies like some of my time. Do you ever have those dreams like where you're trying to fight, but your body's not moving rapidly enough? So do you have that with Ivanka? Yes. Well, it's something like I'm trying to confront her at a party. I can't find her at this party. And I'm trying to tell her how awful she is, but I only have like 20 seconds. <laughs> you have to so get it all done, I'm right. like, listen, you're, you're a, a, a complicit piece of shit. <laughs> um, and Sorry, I can't hear you. Bye. Yeah, I know. Off. Now, do yeah. you feel any compassion for her uh, having been raised by that father who uh, was so kind of creepy physically and otherwise towards her? Um, I think yes and no. I mean, it's a terrible thing for any young girl to grow up with a father like that. Yeah. But she, father issues shouldn't um, like lead you to basically take down Western democracy. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, yeah, I have compassion, yeah. but it just doesn't measure to the fact that she is just standing idly by. But this is, this is what really gets me about her is that she leaks um, to the news that she tries to help. So right. you always hear right, that right. like Ivanka actually thinks her dad should do something about gun legislation. Yeah. I just read something the other day that uh, she is going to solve America's gun problem. Yes. So by whining. Um, yes. With decades of zero experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I personally have find myself having no compassion for the Trump children. Like, oh well, ever. Eric and Don Eric Jr. Doju, yeah, just that picture of them with the tiger they killed. Yeah. I was, yeah. I think they're the two most disgusting people of all time. Baron, I really feel bad for because like yeah. his his name's fucked. Where like, is he too? He's gonna like when he's like twenty five. He's gonna have to change his. He's gonna. Yeah. Be, I don't know. He might become a full on Trumper, or yeah. he might be like, yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to be like a fucking dubstep. Just go by day for an internship. Yeah, (laughs) Shelly Miscavige are hanging out together somewhere. But Ivanka has enough of like the finger on the pulse where she knows what she wants to look like. Like Don Jr., they they look like eighties like supervillains. Like Ivanka at least knows what kind of veneers to get, and like she gets her hair done. They look like B grade Gordon Geckos. Yes, like what her brothers are. Although he does know enough to have hated his father during college. Apparently, according to people who went to college with him, he he said he hated his dad. I I heard he struggled with alcoholism. Yeah, but that also, of course, in the Mueller report, we saw that. Donald Trump called him the stupidest person right. with the worst judgment. <laughs> right. Which... Like, see, that's how I knew the, the report was fake. <laughs> Full of shit. <laughs> no way would could my you, dad say Could you that. ever hear my dad saying that about him? No. <laughs> All right, Robert. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated. I think running for exercise is overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bad for your joints. I can't run also, so <laughs> I find personal... Um, like I used to go to those Barry's boot camp classes. Right. Oh yeah. So you run for half of them and then you lift weights for the second half and you switch off. So it's supposed to be amazing for you. And every time I went to the class, I would say, Hey, I can't run just by the way. So I'm not gonna be running quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be very slow. Right. And every time they would say, Okay, and then in the middle of the class they would be like, Number three, come on, oh, really? you can give me us more than that. And I was like, I actually cannot, and I never have been able to. Like, oh, they I just told you my joints. Yeah. You hadn't been properly humiliated. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, just don't yell at me in general. I'm paying you. Right. Um, but no. people respond to that. People do. They yeah. love that. Yeah. I'm so not that. Um, but and what would be an effective training style for you? would be like, hey, if you want to, so... I don't know, lift those weights a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally have a treadmill in my backyard that I just use for walking. I just walk for exercise. In your backyard? Yeah. It's on like my little patio in my okay backyard. i just oh okay. i like it just one the out, in the sun. out in the sun right <laughs> sun, yeah. like next to the bench press yeah, like exactly. prison in my stuff. garage gym you're like no i get down just yeah. not at a fucking gym and like i just listen backyard. to metal while i'm walking <laughs> right just my sugar all day yeah uh what is something you think is underrated um so this is something that i truly believe i think shonda rhymes in all for television shows are underrated and i don't mean they obviously are some of the most successful on tv i mean but I don't think people take them seriously as they take like Ryan Murphy's TV shows or even Dan right. Fogelman's TV shows, yeah. which have the same range of a what little bit of- What are the Dan of, Fogelman shows? Sorry, just for I think he This Is Us. That's his show. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So I think that there's just um, like 
just people don't think it's like a woman's TV show. Like, right. oh, your wife's going to go home, like have a glass of wine and watch Scandal. But right. if you watch Scandal, you will experience what every woman in middle America is experiencing, yeah. which is like the thrill of a lifetime. It's fucking great. It's a fucking great idea for a show. It's just brilliant. Yeah, and it turns out it's accurate based on like what <laughs> yes. we're seeing these days. Yes, yes. Um, but also just Grey's Anatomy. I mean, she's the only woman to have three hit TV shows that have a, over 100 episodes each. And like people spell her name wrong in articles, you know, like people, I don't know. It's just, I could go on for longer about it, but I just don't think people take, um, I don't know. There's a few things that have mass appeal that because they have a mass appeal, I think people don't take seriously. And her shows are one of them. Got yeah. you. I, yeah, I heard the same argument made with Big Little Lies that like that right. when that first came on, people were like, oh, it's just like a fun little light diversion. It was like, right. well, you don't say that about shows that are exactly the same, but right. have men in them. Yeah. But yeah, Shonda Rhimes has like her company Shondaland is yeah. apparently like the best place in Hollywood to work. And like they yeah. promote from within and like right. and people named, who like, used a theme to be. Park. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The roller coasters are fucking sick. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know um, to be false? Well, there's one that my mom said was true, which isn't, which is that if you shave your legs, it'll grow back darker and stubbly. And that's just not true because it grows, mine grows back like fluffy and blonde. Um, <laughs> it goes back fluffier. Fluffier, right? actually. <laughs> At this point, it's, it's spider webs. So, well, you really got to let it grow out, too. Right. Um. You, yeah, just don't shave it at all, and it'll grow out really nicely. Also, Jesus, I read the Bible when I was um, in college. Great book. I Jesus just, isn't um, even in there? Jesus didn't even exist. <laughs> no, um, myth busted. No, um, Christmas is just like a guess for Jesus's birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like nobody, like th that's not anywhere in the Bible. Right. That's literally nowhere. And then some people think Hippolytus or the Pope just chose the 25th, but they didn't even, and they chose it because uh, spring equinox was supposed to be when he was conceived. Right. So they just counted nine months away. And isn't it the longest night? Like it's the most winter. I, I think that's the technical scientific term. That the is, most right. winter day of the year or something. Winter. Like that. It's, it's so day. fucking cold that right. day. It's yeah. the day on which uh, the earth is trying to kill you. Because the they most. went to looking for the manger because everyone had to go back to their hometown yeah. to get counted up yeah. for like a right. janky census. Right, so right, right. that is one of the stories that biblical uh, scholars used to say okay this story never happened because like that just doesn't make any historical sense <laughs> right. like what, like, what was this they thing? don't have any they didn't have the means the motivation to organization. do that yeah the organization <laughs> and like why would they send them back to their hometown like i, I read a, an analysis of it and yeah they like break down sort of like actual historical logic versus narrative logic sure. basically right. And that's one of the stories that they're just like, no, well, that sounds like a fun story. We're gonna have to, to go to Christland or whatever that theme park yeah. is now in Orlando. I to, know, man. To, so you can pay your respects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what is it called? Godland. Uh, whatever it, it was. Yeah. Whatever. Wherever there's a live crucifixion every hour on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's wild. We may have to go. As much as I want to go to Disney World. It is called the Holy Land Experience. Perfect, where the true heroes live. Yes. Oh boy. Yep. Yeah. So you you guys out there worshiping Mickey Mouse, where you, where you <laughs> need to go to fucking Holy Land, bro. Some of the uh, you got Mickey the... Mouse. We got Mary Magdalene. Right. <laughs> what yeah. did Mike Pence say? He was like, "Stay off the internet and like spend more time on your knees." Yeah. <laughs> Less time on the internet. Less time on the internet, time more time on your knees. Cut down your screen time. Go yep. to the Holy Land. Yeah. Less time at Disneyland, more time, more time on, on your, your knees. knees. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how that sounds. He does. He's no clever. one tell him. He's I don't cheeky. want anyone to tell him. He's cheeky. I just wanted to read some user experiences from Holy Land. Very spiritually moving. I felt divinely inspired and blessed by the mighty hand of God. Uh, words cannot express how I have been blessed by being a part of the army of God today. So oh, wow. sounds like our people. I think we should go to that. I do want to go. It would be the thing is, 
look, I went to Lutheran school from kindergarten to eighth grade and mm-hmm. Catholic high school. So I know I can definitely operate in yeah. these spaces. You sure. know which way the cross oh, goes fuck, when you're yes, making it. Dude, I can we'll talk about all kinds of miracles and shit. <laughs> and just, you know, talk, oh f- dude, Philippians four thirteen. Okay. <laughs> or three fourteen. Anyway, but like there would be something that would become massively, I think, just sort of uncomfortable when we're there and like we, we we're in the presence of people who are like, This is great. Like the way this guy's getting whipped. Right, like very nerve-wracking. Yeah, they have a somewhat regular passion play, which is right, one right, of the most problematic right. things you can have. And one lucky guest could be Christ today. Me, <laughs> 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 me, me. Who wants to be Christ? Oh, well, he got to be Christ um, last time. Let's get into the first and most important story of the day. Chris Cuomo uh, was insulted. He was pissed. Yeah. Cuomo's pissed, you guys. He, he was at uh, he was on Shelter Island with mm-hmm. his family, and some dude just got in his face and apparently did the thing you're never supposed to do to an Italian man. Okay. I thought that's who you were. No, punk-ass bitches from the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh. Fredo is from The Godfather. He was that weak brother. And they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Are you Italian? It's a fucking insult to your people. It's an insult to your fucking people. It's like the N-word for us. Is that a cool fucking thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll fucking play. If you've got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it. But don't give a fuck me. Hey, man, hey, listen. What? I don't want any problems. Yeah, you're going to have a big fucking problem. What's the problem? It's a little different on TV. Don't fucking insult me like that. I didn't insult you. You you call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk bitch. You like that? You want that to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. You called me Fredo. You know my name's not fucking Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was fucking Fredo. Don't be a liar. You want to be a man, stand up like a man. Wow. Okay, so Chris Cuomo, uh, clearly he's very strong in his masculinity. Right. Yeah. What I've learned from that video. Well, uh, has been suppressing his strong like Bronx accent. I don't know what that is. Like, Whatever. Queens. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also demonstrating he does not know what a racial slur is. Right. Yeah. Uh, when he goes, you calling me Fredo? Yeah. Yeah. That's like the N word for Italians. Uh huh. Comparing okay. something to the N word is uh, you got to really come cr- strong but wrong. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna swing on that pitch, yeah. it better be a big swing. Yes. Because he went for a bunt on that. Really I mean, really crazy. Yeah. That it's just. It's all based off of that Michael Corleone's mm-hmm. brother from The Godfather, Fredo, was like, you know, I get it. He was lame, but to for it to have that much weight for someone and to, to actually then shame another Italian-American, he's like, good, that's a slur against our people. Right. Like, yeah. oh, oh. It's really I, interesting. I didn't realize that. I mean, I guess in a way, uh, you know, Godfather is canon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Something tells me that's not the first time he's been called that, possibly. Yeah, well, he said punks on the right or something call call me me that. Right. I mean, like, that person who walks up to a famous person and, like, insults them is, like, what's wrong with you? Well, this person is, like, a wannabe right-wing gotcha guy. Yeah. Like, who uploaded He seemed like a natural comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he was pretty funny. Yeah, Uh, so, I mean, you know, what's funny is Sean Hannity actually was like, you know what? Chris Cuomo doesn't have to apologize for anything. Mm. This is his tweet. He said, I say good for Chris Cuomo. He's out with his nine-year-old daughter and his wife, and this guy is being a jackass in front of his family. In my humble opinion, Chris Cuomo has zero t- for, to apologize for. He deserves the apology. I'm just really glad that's where Sean Hannity decided to, like, the hill he <laughs> yes. decided to die Fredo. on. He's yeah. like, you know what? I'm I'm going to break ties with my party for a second. Right. Right. Everything else is going great. Everything right. else has been perfect. <laughs> but I have to say something about this. It's like yeah. see, it's like that meme of the two arms uh, locking in like a, you know, yeah. from like, you son of a bitch from Predator <laughs> Arm Lock, where on one side it's a Fox News, the other side says CNN, and the fist grabbing is that Fredo is a slur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, over there, like, you know what? The same. We don't fucking agree yeah. on a lot. Yeah. But that's fucking disrespectful. There was a girl with curly blonde hair like me who my friend called a fucking ramen noodle head. And wow. um, aggressive. I kind of thought it was really funny, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very. It's, I was like, 
he was, he was like, oh, that fucking ramen noodle head. And I was like, hey, I have blonde curly hair too. Right. That being said, <laughs> that I would never funny. say, hey, does your mom have blonde curly hair? Yeah. So you're disrespecting right. our people. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. right. 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 Yeah. So to like to sort just of insane. In any way, comparing it to the N word would be right. insane. Hey, well, he's a tough guy. We found out, and uh, you yeah. know, good for him, I yeah. guess. But the uh, As, yeah, I was the ramen noodle. Were was that around like when Justin Timberlake had his hair that looked like ramen noodles? Because I feel like that was a very in vogue insult. Then. Yeah. Yes, his hair really. Yeah, because it was top like, had a wet a wetness to it, and like the tips were so frosted, right. they could only be mistaken for uncooked ramen noodles. Yes, so brittle. I'm sure that uh, Chris Cuomo's wife and daughter were thrilled that he chose to like take it to the mat on this yeah. one rather yeah. than just like letting it roll off his back. I mean, but. he was doing the thing that like rich people who want to act tough do, which is like say everything except get violent. Right. Or like, uh, if any, you know yeah. people who are like, who are about that shit, they're yeah. typically are just like, no, my ego has been damaged and I'm just going to react violently. Where he's like, I'll fucking throw you down the stairs. Is that not enough? Ah, uh, fuck you. Chris Cuomo oh, once threatened to uh, eat me. He said he picks chunks of people like me out of his stool. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. When I worked at ABC News. Wow. Uh, he's just a, he's a very fratty dude. <laughs> Why does dude. he pick chunks out of his stool? I can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I pick uh, chunks. It's like one of those things that falls apart right away, like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat so pieces of shit. Nice. No. So you examine your stool yeah. and pick chunks. I'm having some some sort of bowel things right now, and the doctor says I need to send. Look, I, look, fuck you, kid. I do think that um, like toxic masculinity is inherently unattractive. Like guys who are going to pick a fight with someone, I like just from a female standpoint, I think that's actually repulsive. Yeah, like, sure. which I don't think you can know unless you're in that moment. We're like, oh my god, Ooh. no, you are being so pathetic right now. Right. Like the strong move is just to walk away. Right. <laughs> Right. Obviously, there's like circumstances where that's not the case, but for the most part, like fighting someone on vacation, um, right? But who knows? His wife was like, "Oh my god, Chris, like, go was so fucking it. hot." <laughs> it's like the end of you Mystic come River here right now. That fucking jabroni down the fucking stairs, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, there's a story that echoes something I had heard Trump has done for years. That he was I using heard. an analog form of Twitter before anyone? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, when the, the New Yorker profiled him, and the person who wrote the story, it wasn't flatter. I mean, it was just an honest you <laughs> right. know, account of spending <laughs> a week with Donald Trump and how he was just completely empty and was like, hey, it's a pretty cool life, huh? He I said live that a to great the... life, don't I? How cool is my life? Oh. Literally, like that's all he kept just literally so saying inspiring. those words. Yeah. So the guy wrote the article, and then like a couple weeks later, he got in the mail a piece of the article with "loser" written on it from Donald <laughs> wow. Trump. Wow. Hey, Tom, you are a loser. Love Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> just scrawled across the page. Yeah, because like well, he just like gets mad at stuff and writes on it. Yeah, well, this uh, falls perfectly in line with. There's it. no it's way his TV the doesn't. burn book yeah. from Mean Girls. <laughs> right, right. right. Except he's sending the pages slut. out. Do not trust her. Right. <laughs> you, he probably has like he's like what you don't know is there's also a copy for his burn book <laughs> that he puts together in bed. Um, well, he's always had a complicated relationship with Justin Trudeau. I think. Yeah. I well, like. because Justin Trudeau has you know stood up to him right and he like he always says apparently like about him uh, like when he's not around trudeau or just like you know casually to people in the cabinet he's like he always refers to him as a tough guy like, he's like yeah he's a tough guy this guy's a tough guy huh? about trudeau <laughs> trudeau is a tough guy what but yeah like <laughs> so that's nuts. like the weird ner nickname for him that he always refers to him as a tough guy which is of course the thing you say when you're like a dude trying to like fight right oh right. A tough guy huh Okay. I also think he must be threatened um, by Trudeau's good looks. Yes. Like that can't, for someone who's so obsessed with their appearance yes. and the long ties and the tan, you don't even talk about his hair. Um, Let's the say facts, it's painted on with like, grease paint. Yeah. It's like, it's again, it's just too much of a villain situation. Um, But you, yeah, just to see someone who's so almost jokingly attractive. Right. 
and who your daughter wants to fuck. Yes. Like that picture of Ivanka. That picture of Ivanka just is that's in the insane. burn book. He's one hundred percent burn book. Just look in profile, and she's looking at his mouth. With her, with her pen in her mouth. Yes. Which oh, there's is, an wow. She yeah. her, the her pen is dangling out of her mouth. I am too self conscious to have ever done that in front of a crush. Right. Because it's too overtly sexual. For sure. Right. 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 Good God. She's like, I'm an eighty. She's like seductress. My husband is a giant twelve year old, and right. yeah. I will have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Jared, how Jared feels, also seeing that photo because it's like him just on like Chad pills basically <laughs> right, like right bigger and bulkier and more masculine anyway so with trudeau it's the same shit right there was an issue of bloomberg business week this is from 2017 in may there's a picture of trudeau and the headline just said the anti-trump e. so our man tore the fucking cover off the magazine as you do and wrote on it in silver sharpie and this is according to people with direct knowledge something to the effect of looking good Hope it's not true. Wow. <laughs> so like, not a well thought out response either. Just hope it's not true. Okay. Like that, like you want to defeat me, that you're going to take right. me down. I don't know. Um, and then, so this was so absurd that the Canadian ambassador thought it was a prank mm-hmm. and immediately like reached out to the White House and was like, um, yeah, I, th- I think we may have gotten some kind of prank thing. Yeah. Somebody's on like the stationary realistic and they're like facsimiles no. of white house mail yeah because... they're like this is no this that was very real and they're like some Great. mentally disturbed person <laughs> but then it got basically it ramped up a little bit even more so then in december of 2017 trump told a, a crowd in pensacola florida that he's like you know we've got a tremendous trade deficit with canada and we've got to we've got to write that and you know around this time he mailed trudeau this document but right. of course it's a white house one that only takes into account like data that would only support his point very narrowly, a document that shows that the U.S. had a trade deficit. And then in Sharpie wrote, not good, Amazing. <laughs> exclamation point. Well said. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this whole document, they say all the analysts are like, it's only mentioning the deficit in the trade of goods and ig- ignored the surplus in services. So when you combine them, it actually gives the U.S. an overall right. surplus, yeah. but it's only looking at this one piece. So then Trudeau... Uh, clapped back on his official stationery, not ripped off documents or whatever, um, and wrote, Dear Donald, it's been a busy year. Enjoy the Christmas holidays. You deserve it. Oh, one thing. You gave a great speech in Pensacola, but you were slightly off on the balance of trade with Canada. The U.S. Treasury Department says so. All the best for 2018, Justin. And the second page of the letter is a printout of this like informational page that is from the U.S. Trade like office that shows exactly that there is a trade surplus. Yeah. And it was like, and that's the devil's kiss he gave him. So, mm. you know, they have a very, I just like that's that. That's how they again, get in Canada. That's, if, yeah. that's the most insulting. Yeah, but, that's as far as they can go. I yeah. will highlight a fact. <laughs> and it will be apparent. And that's all we will need to do about he this. He literally says you deserve like a good yeah. holiday. <laughs> you He's deserve like, well, it. You know what? I'm not going to say you don't deserve it. Right. Because Christmas should be fun for everyone. Right, exactly. You're probably mean to me because you're just exhausted. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have Ugg the caveman. Like, not good. <laughs> Great. Not Thank good. you. Well, speaking of... Donald Trump's version of trade, uh, his conception of trade. It looks like the U.S. may have blinked in the whole staring contest with China. Yeah. Well, everyone was saying about this trade war, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. he was like, they're very easy to win. Yeah. <laughs> they're very they're very chill. They're so easy to win. So easy. They're not, okay, I don't, get, I don't know how you win this. Right. So basically we're at this point where there's a lot of indicators we've talked about in the past, in past episodes that a lot of uh, economists are looking at sort of all kinds of data that suggests that there's a recession coming. And to add on top of that, just completely disrupting trade with China, like in a very unproductive, destructive way is the worst fucking possible move. Um, so then what happened was there was like, there was those new tariffs that were announced like about a month ago. And then recently Mnuchin came out and was just saying, uh, you know what? Actually, we're going to delay some of these tariffs until mid-December. And everyone's like, what the fuck was going on? They're like, a lot of people thought, oh, maybe they are trying to find some kind of middle ground because right. it, it really doesn't help either country, but China would fare better, I think, in the long run. Um, and so a lot of people were sort of speculating. And then it turns out 
uh, on Tuesday, people asked like, "What's going?" Asked Trump directly, "What's going on with the tariffs?" And he said, "We're doing this for the Christmas season, just in mm-hmm. case some of the tariffs would have an impact on U.S. customers." So, in a way that maybe he realizes that it could have negative right. effects because prior to this, he's like, right. everything is so chill. They're giving us all this money. And people are saying, no, no, no. But the consumers ultimately pay this tax on the incoming goods. Right. Like right. It doesn't matter. It, th- that's not how it works. So then when he's talking about the negative impact, he then goes on to say, so far, there have been virtually none. Yeah. No negative impacts. No negative impacts. Even though the- we've lost like three and a half billion dollars in corn loss. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, the farm trade is really like what the most absurd whole piece of this whole puzzle is because while he's saying there's no impact, China announced last week they would completely suspend uh, U.S. agricultural imports. So crazy. So, And that completely shuts off one of the biggest markets to these farmers. Yeah. And he's like, well, they're going to get subsidies. But none of these farmers want that. They're no. like, that's not an actual solution to my long-term right. business as a farmer where right. I grow fucking shit and I sell it. Like, right. I don't just need you to buy, like, give me the money. Like, this needs to function as a farm. And so with that, the Secretary of Agriculture- I mean, I think he put this to rest. Yeah, the idea Sonny that Perdue, farmers were unhappy, he so, kind of- So on top of all this, when people are like, I don't care what right. you're saying, like these tariffs are fucking up our entire business. Like this is- you Lifelong know, farmers are just closing yeah, their farms. Yeah. Like and they they're were, closing their dairy farms. Right, it's and there were, there were Nebraskans or Iowans, I think, over the weekend at the fair that were like sort of ceremoniously changing their party affiliation from Republican to right. Democrat to like show like this yeah. is negatively affecting us. So Sonny Perdue, uh, he was he was talking to like uh, a group of farmers at like Farm Fest, and he tells them he's like, you know, I had a farmer tell me in Pennsylvania, and everyone's like, what the where the fuck is this going? He said, <laughs> what do you call two farmers in a basement? I said, I don't know. What do you call them? He said, a wine cellar, because Crazy. the fucking crowd started booing because the because the farmers are whining. Oh yeah, about uh-huh. all the trade and how like all the tr- the fucking oh. tariffs are. Yeah, it's a crazy <laughs> joke for so many reasons. <laughs> One of which is that farmers are some of like the sturdiest people right. of yeah. all time. Uh, like right. they wake up at like three a.m. to right. start. bunch of whiners. You know, I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. my god, really? And their bodies like are like they've defied traditional yeah. scientific knowledge. Where you're like, your body looks too small to be this strong. Yeah. No, they've been working since they were actual children. And um, and this Pennsylvania farmer approaches him and is like, you know, me and my kind are a bunch of fucking whiners. We can both agree on that. Yeah, so let right. me tell you this joke. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like telling a, saying that you heard a racist joke from the person of the race that you're making fun of yeah. to try and like get away with it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's a farmer who told me <laughs> that. So I guess it's cool. I know. Like how we all suck. So from that, uh, uh, I think it's a smooth transition to uh, international news. We don't, usually cover much international news but uh this story is just growing and growing yeah uh, amongst other places and we probably should talk about india and pakistan too because that's another yeah uh, conflict but yeah the protests in hong kong have gotten just progressively more intense and Mm -hmm. more organized we mentioned i think like 10 weeks ago or whenever it started because there was this law that was being proposed that would essentially like the people that were living in Hong Kong could be extradited to mainland China right. to like face like the legal system there. Right. Just be disappeared essentially. Uh, right. And yeah. you know, like the people in Hong Kong have, you know, they've been sort of in this, they have a semi-autonomous sort of standing with China where there's like two different systems happening at the same time, even though they're China and they enjoy a lot more freedom than people in the mainland. But the biggest thing was like, absolutely not. If you're going to start extraditing people, it's just going to stifle like dissident voices and things like that. And progressively it's just more people have been in the streets more interactions with the police the police are getting more violent there right there's video of them like planting shit on protesters so yeah crazy and a lot of it has to do with like uh you know right now china is in an all-out mission like using their state news to essentially just paint these people as like rioters right and terrorists yeah no it's complete propaganda and it's also just yeah i mean it's undermining any sympathy for their goals the right now um, the most recent thing that happened was like Monday, the protesters shut down the fucking Hong Kong airport, like right. just fully, like they had to cancel all the flights. And that's a, I think a very effective protest tool because the amount of commerce that gets just fucking stopped up yeah. right there, like that's going to force people to do something. Cause you know, all that travel in and out of the city, like has a lot of a huge ripple effect. 
And then on Tuesday morning, there were still some protesters left. But right now, the Chinese response has been like just stacking military vehicles mm-hmm. and personnel like on the border, like near Shenzhen and issuing warnings like you will invite your own self-destruction or something like that. Like right. if you can, it's it, so it's very, uh, very disturbing. And, and I don't know, like, look, considering how what the relationship the U.S. has with China, I don't know what the U like. You'd think this would be a thing you do not want the Chinese to go and like soldiers and like just violently put down the, the, these these demonstrations. Right. Um, but, but it seems like that's inevitably where it's headed. Yeah, like, well, I don't it's know tough. Like what, I don't know because right. they can shut down the internet, but like a lot of people have cameras there too. And it's a different time than like Tiananmen Square. Like there's, and like China absolutely wants to play it very Mm -hmm. cool. I don't know. It's it's something we have to keep our eye on. It would be a great time to have a president. Right. You know, like (laughs) a a president who doesn't praise dictators. It would be an amazing time. And all of these Democratic candidates obviously are speaking out in support of the protesters. Right. Um, But it means, it means just a little bit more coming from the White House. Yeah. I think all he said was like, I hope both sides uh, figure out something happy. For both of it was like the most both sidesy shit ever, right. and it was like a tweet, and right. it was just like he oh, talks no. like a second grader who's not trying that hard. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, like right, how a right. second grader's like, "Shit, I have to turn in this assignment. Let me just, I'll right. just, I'll finish it on my way to school." Right. right. Or like so, when you're talking, yeah. but you're not actually even thinking about what you're saying. Yeah. Right. When it's like, "How do you feel about that?" Yeah, I think both sides I think that all should there are do good, good points right. in everyone's. Uh-huh. Um, Mm-hmm. Direction is going into the the right place. Bravo! <laughs> thank you, uh, was, Madam Secretary. Thank you. I could thank not you. have put that better. Did you write that? Yeah. Is that written down? I just wrote that down. That's amazing. General Secretary of the UN. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the Democratic candidate field. So it is narrowing, right? Yes. Like some of the yeah people are out. Some Tom random... Steyer, I think, is going to get in this next debate. I know, but he doesn't it. have the percentage points. But he has enough donors. Right. He's interesting. He could plant so many trees. I just wish he would go do that. Yeah. He, I <laughs> he mean, use your money. money to like, right. <laughs> Why not? This is what he should do. He needs to bankroll the Senate campaigns of some of these percent. other fucking presidential candidates. So, yeah, it is thinning out. Yeah. But I think a lot of people who are still in the race have to kind of ask themselves, like, are they just going to slog right. it out till the very end when there's still no chance? Or- what is their incentive at this point? Like they've made their impact. They've had their national TV moment. Like why right. are people who have a 0% pulling at 0% sticking it out? They think, well, I think they, probably, they have enough be- money and they're like, well, right. I, have, I raised enough money to stay in the race at a certain, you know, certain amount of time I can keep going. But I think, you never know, like on these debate stages, some people have these moments and you could go from obscurity to just get a little bit of a bite. And it's like just enough of a hit, dopamine hit. Right. They're like, you know what? I, I Maybe I'll come back for that. You know what? Eric Swalwell actually surprised me because I thought that's what he was getting at in one of those the debates right before he dropped out. Right. He called out Biden one. immediately. Yeah. Then he called out Mayor Pete for not firing that police officer. Right. You know, he was kind of on a roll. And then, like a week later, he drops out of the race. But I respect him for it too. He, he took his shots. He took yeah. his shots. He um, got attention, and then he said, "Not yet." He's like, "Oh, people hate me." <laughs> Ooh, that sucks. Very- well, meanwhile, John Delaney oh really doesn't God. get it. It's like, dude, go, yeah. get out. Yeah, you know, it's- at least Joe Biden has an excuse because he's his numbers like are still strong. But like John Delaney is yeah. refusing to acknowledge that it's it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. So anyway, there are like two Senate seats that a lot of people are looking at mm-hmm. that could be actually be very competitive if people j- just drop out of the presidential race. The first one's John Hickenlooper to run for Cory Gardner's Senate seat in Colorado. Hickenlooper is an ex-governor and people like him. And Gardner is like as good as dead, basically. Well, no, I mean, look, Colorado is a very left-leaning state and- He's a Republican. He's a Republican. You know, he says the right, he's like one of those Republicans who says the right things about Trump. Like when he's like, ah, that's really, that's disturbing. (laughs) But then fucking does nothing with his vote or any, there's no meaningful stand against him. Right. So that's going to be a hard thing. Like, I feel like a a charismatic Democratic candidate can just keep pointing to that. Like, look what this person does in the face of like this racism, this xenophobia, all this other shit. Right. Nothing. Right. This isn't a human. This is a, parasite and is he he's pulling badly because he's 
basically on the right, but not doesn't have Trump's sort well, of ground. I, I don't know populism. What, or I don't whatever. know what his polling numbers are. I remember uh, people talking about like even back in 2016 people or 2018 people talking about how he was vulnerable. Yeah, no, he's definitely vulnerable. Uh, yeah, I think he's 42 percent. Anyways, yeah, he's he's definitely not strong. And I think basically when people even put Hickenlooper on a like sort of um, like speculative poll saying, if these were Democrats running right. against Cory Gardner, who would you pick? Hickenlooper leads by 51% or something like that. Hickenlooper, I th- I thought I read today that he's considering dropping out, which is basically dropping yeah, out. Right. Well, yeah, I think because a lot of people are like, there are ads basically begging him <laughs> to run for Senate. Right. And they're like, dude, you're, you could fucking kick this guy's right. ass. And also, this is what's really important is like, if there's any shot of chipping away at the majority the Republicans have in of the course. Senate. Of course. These are the seats that have to go from red to blue. Right. So the second seat being John Cornyn's in Texas. Of course. And everyone's like, Beto, please. How's Beto going to run there when he's also the president? Exactly, dude. I don't know. Can you be senator and president <laughs> at the same time? Senator, maybe, dude. Predator? <laughs> uh, predator. I <laughs> was so up for Beto becoming president, watching his campaign in Texas in uh, 2018, but... It just it fell apart. It really fell apart. It's actually really interesting to watch how that campaign just lost traction all of a sudden. I think it was from him saying initially that he wouldn't run for president. Right. Maybe, and then right. him coming back and saying, actually, and I then will. doing a lot of emo posts like on medium. <laughs> yeah. In between, yeah. He, he like, like that overexposed himself thing. with his base while also just he wouldn't go on cable tv so he wasn't like expanding his base but sure. he was like oh. streaming everything he's like yeah. here's my dentist appointment like, <laughs> well, did he do that yeah oh, yeah wow. he's so interesting well, but like, i yeah. love i mean texas loves him i mean kid it's sort of from what i've read it's like a kennedy phenomenon yeah. where people will run in the streets with him like people will just reach out to touch him right which i understand because he's like a skateboarder and was in a band and he's right. like, really attractive <laughs> but yeah. um yeah i think uh I think it's time. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think he's, be. you know, he's really not polling well. So there's not much for him to point to to be like, well, actually, uh, oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, if his get the fuck out. whole, like, just starting to swear and be like the candidate who says what he's actually thinking, if that doesn't, like, get him any traction right. in the next couple weeks, then it's time to move on, I think. Right. But also, sure. But he can't yeah. just keep saying, what the fuck, press? <laughs> right. I, even though, I think we all, that was like, great, yeah, though. it was amazing. Yeah. But oh, no, I it was. think that it's actually after the El Paso shooting, I felt that even more he needed to be in the Senate because he was yeah. like a stalwart for Texas. Yeah. It yeah. was as if he was protecting Texas. And I think that everyone, I mean, everyone in El Paso is getting so annoyed with Trump and it's sort of like, yeah, this is actually where you belong and you do so much for the state. Yeah. And I mean, Texas at the 2016 election was closer than Illinois. You know, there was right. some crazy yeah, well, shifts happening. That's the thing. That's why everyone's like, please, like John Cornyn is fucking not ready for Beto to right. go up against Beto. Yeah. I know he's nursing his wounds because he lost to fucking blobfish manila envelope <laughs> face guy, Ted Cruz. But like. Vanilla envelope face. Just like, so, it's like flat and uh-huh. just like, there's no form. Disgusting. It's just like, I, you forget it. Made more disgusting by the fact that he's just such an obvious pushover. Right. Like, yeah. it just makes him even more unattractive. And those profiles of his wife were amazing. We're yeah. Like, oh A, God. knowing that he demanded the movie version of A Whole New World from Aladdin play yes. at their wedding. Like a band he's couldn't like, play it. He demanded the like, CD version. No, you don't understand. And also the fact that his wife and his daughter are both like, dad, like he shut sucks. the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the, when the daughter's like, well, what happens if dad becomes president? She's like, well, then I'll be the first lady. And she's like, but what about your job? I think she worked at Goldman Sachs yeah. or something, right? And she's like, well, no, I wouldn't work anymore. And she's like, mom, you're smarter than no, dad. She goes, <laughs> yeah, no, she goes, this sounds like a bad deal for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. I'm, um, fuck- it would like be so hard for me to get over my husband supporting someone who would call me ugly. Like oh that would have been God. a big yeah. deal in my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't mean it like that, Heidi. I can't even yeah. <laughs> but it means it means cool in the streets. Um the thing is, like when you look again, like uh, at Texas, Obama lost Texas by like sixteen points uh last time he ran. Hillary lost by nine. Beto lost by two and a half points yeah. in twenty eighteen. And everyone's again, we've talked about this also. A lot of people on the right are very, very concerned about Texas actually becoming rapidly yeah. more purple than so blue. Exciting. Because from an electoral college standpoint, 
if you don't have those electoral college votes, you have no you way have to no win way. anymore. Like it's yeah. that's actually a wrap. So it's that's why a lot of people are like, please, if it's trending like this and you only lost by two and a half yeah. points last time, your profile is even right. bigger now. Also, like the fucking boost he would give to down ballot Democrats. Yeah. Like right, just by pulling everybody out. Turnout's gonna be wild either way, but like yeah. if you really like if there's a real idea of like let's fucking change Texas for the better kind of thing, like th- that's why a lot of especially like yeah, um uh uh consultants and like lobby like people who are like really right. invested in like the whole senate math of it are like just p- like please like this is this yeah. is another key key seat the one question i have is i i've heard that beto a lot of his 2018 success was based on the fact that the entire bernie machine was basically mobilizing for him mm-hmm. and oh, interesting. so if he ran in 2020 a senate campaign like would that work because he wouldn't have that same infrastructure but you know i mean he did just run a senate campaign yeah i do think he has such a he is um like a little bit more celebrity to him now yeah totally totally. and i think and i think even with the amount of -of out-of-state support that came in too like if it was again too knowing that like mitch mcconnell's fucking darth vader right like the way to defeat them is by turning these seats like uh, there could be a lot of national attention that would help him too um, but one thing, though, is that John Corden is fucking scared to death. He sent a fundraising email that said, like, please donate now because we've started. I'm, I'm not serious. This is what it's called. A stand against Beto fund. Yeah. Hmm. This guy is not even running for Senate. Right. And Corden is already fundraising off of this thing like that. Well, I mean, I'd hate for him to run, but, you know, <laughs> but he won't because right. of this. But, oh, he better not. Yeah. Right. He is shook daddy. He can probably just see the writing on the wall. Oh, of like, course. I mean, yeah. This is coming up. This, there's the, no way. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, people retiring on the GOP in Texas, yes. too. Like Will like, Hurd, him very leaving. Very much rats on a ship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the thing, it's like, do I maybe eke out another win only to be completely consumed in the right. next cycle? Like, do yeah. I want to really go out and have people like hold me publicly accountable for I mean, votes. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing too, is that Mitch McConnell, I feel like five years ago, so fewer people knew who he was. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Right. And now like he can't go anywhere right. and it's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to happen more often. Yeah. As people God become willing. more visible. And yeah. I think that just shows how much more people are becoming engaged with politics too. Now it's like that people understand who the cast of characters is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just feel like not enough people in Kentucky are. Kentucky's and he's polling at 18% though. Is he really? Yeah. 18% approval rating. There was a, he did some kind of town Kentucky. hall thing and like there was a whole crowd of fucking boom. Yeah. Really? Fucking, yeah. Like it was. He, it's cra- it was crazy to watch. Yeah, in a way we're like, I mean, not that that's where like the energy is in Kentucky. I mean, clearly sure. there's an energized people, but like to just see a group of people, him trying to give like his lame ass boilerplate stump speech, whatever. Well, and it was such a boilerplate. It was like, very yeah. nice to see you and everyone in Kentucky and have a good day. What's the best state in the country? Best state in the country. <laughs> and, uh, you know, record unemployment. The least charismatic person like that I could imagine. Not just like he's not charismatic for a politician. He's the least, like yeah. you can't imagine. He's and like it, a cartoon character. his kids hate him too. Oh, do they? Yeah, they hate him and they didn't want Kavanaugh to get that Supreme Court seat. And they were yeah. really upset with him. Because they have a... Slightly you have a spine and a soul sense. and a heart. Right. <laughs> and then again, like when you're, all it would take is somebody like, dude, what's up with your fucking dad? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're right. I'm well, that's the thing up. that I think is so interesting. And I was just reading that book, Educated by Tara Westover. Anyway, it's a book about a girl who grew up in a doomsday family. Right. But it's all about how she sort of betrayed them by being educated because they think that the government's public school system and the medical establishment are out to get them, basically. Yeah. Um, Is it and, a memoir? Or? Yeah, it's oh, a memoir. Wow. It's an amazing memoir. But she talks a lot about, and then she ends up doing like, a, she goes to Brigham Young, then goes to Cambridge, then goes to Harvard. It's like wow. unheard of. She's a crazy, and all by, she finishes a PhD when she's like 27 at Cambridge. So obviously I'm personally offended by that. <laughs> right. But what she, I know, so rude. <laughs> um, But she talks a lot about what are your loyalties to your family versus your loyalties to society? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, you have a loyal, you have actually a purpose you have a loyalty or a service you have to do for the world and just like coming out against your dad publicly 
seems so obvious at this point. Right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, like I love my dad, but if, if he was putting concentration yeah. camps up, I would have to say, hey, hey, <laughs> maybe like, on this one. Maybe thing, my dad sucks. I'm going to be Fredo on this one thing. I'm going to go not Fredo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and there is a Diana, Princess Die musical mm. coming to Broadway. It already seemed to me like a weird subject for a musical uh, <sighs> before I read this description. Uh, so it says, at times, the place seems on the brink of doo-wop, uh, kept transporting me back to Memphis, and it's Broadway, a uh, different play. On the bright side, Diana, staged by La Joya uh, Playhouse artistic director Christopher Ashley, has a lively sense of humor about itself. The tone is ironic, the pulse is fast-moving, and the tragic ending isn't milked for tears. <laughs> so interesting. Like, were they anticipating that, like, you know... Like the whole time, like, right. oh, they're going to really fuck me up with this ending, probably. Like maybe they do a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing <laughs> with it. And... We're not going to even what do, do it. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I right, right, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, yeah. It just doesn't go in a, the direction you think. You just, just the get pop- there extra fast. Right. <laughs> they're like, wow, that and was And the quick. paparazzi are eating a baguette, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's also just about a woman who's so fiercely private right. and soft-spoken and... I'm I don't even think would have liked musicals. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. I but... mean yeah, and the review makes it sound like it's like rockabilly. Like it's like <laughs> would it like Princess Dies Life as imagined by Skinner. <laughs> right. Um cleaning up a minefield. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like there's there, there's probably a whole dancing minefield number. Yeah. There's um, definitely, yeah, a doo-op number on um the AIDS, AIDS epidemic, epidemic, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. malnutrition, AIDS, mines. So yeah. you're really into demining, right? Um, but yeah, it it really is an odd thing. Like, it's a, it's too close to our memory that like it doesn't. I feel would say right. too soon. I would say yeah, too right. soon. in a weird way. Like <laughs> yeah. Hamilton, like I get like it's so far removed. Right. Like, let's just make this this I weird. Still, ass yeah. time. I thought Hamilton was too soon. Too soon. I, yeah, <laughs> I was saying that the whole time that I was in the audience. You're like he wasn't uh, Puerto Rican. I thought Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> was too soon. Way too yeah. Soon. Yeah. Way too soon. Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. Way just too enough soon. time. Oh, too really? Okay. Yeah, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, big Victor Hugo fan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, it, it really is. I can't imagine a version where I'm like, that was actually really good. I have a feeling I would <laughs> right. laugh the whole fucking time at this. Yeah. Then again, you know, we didn't think that the 9-11 musical was going to be funny. And yeah. yeah. We were wrong about that. Yeah. So we'll Tony see. Tony Award winning musical. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow We Dine in Hell is the name of this next story. Yeah. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, we always, I always like to keep track of what's going on at the Olive Garden. At the chain restaurant. Um, and also, yes, to everybody tweeting me about Taco Bell giving money to Republicans, I already know. Here's a, to, <laughs> just a quick aside. Right. That article is pointing to, there's a PAC, a uh, political action committee, that's run by franchise owners and other employees of Taco Bell. So these are employees putting their own money together to give. It's not what Taco Bell gives out as a whole. With so that said- we will boycott those specific yeah, Taco who knows? Bells. But with that said, Yum! Brands does inordinately give to uh, Republicans, but like they're not huge spenders. Um, yeah. But the head of Taco Bell absolutely does give uh, to uh, Donald Trump. So do without do that. He does? Do with that what you will. Yeah, oh, like man. very like small small shit. But again, and then we talked about this. I think with was it Billy maybe off mic about how like fucking everything that you're buying is going to probably on a like a if you really think about like the five companies that own a lot of the shit you eat, probably a good chance it's going to Republicans. Although Chipotle gives Chipotle's. a lot to Democrats. But I don't like Chobani yogurt. Chobani yogurt is probably what? Are they owned by Nestle, Dannon yet? Oh, I don't maybe. know, but their CEO is really cool. I think. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, then maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, and maybe I'll eat less Taco Bell and I'll eat more Popeye's chicken. Taco yeah. okay. Bell grade F meat. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. It's not meat. <laughs> Dog food is grade D. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> is that your point? Yeah. So? Have you and ever tried it in a burrito? <laughs> yeah. My dogs deserve better than me. <laughs> it's just a self-esteem thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 
with this one, uh, with... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised you haven't already fully made the switch from Taco Bell to Olive Garden. To Olive Garden? Just being uh, just, that you no, are now no, uh, no. And I, could, and I could start on that, but I, I couldn't right now because it's, it's, it's just far too upsetting. I could never mention Tuscany in the same breath as this abomination of Italian food. But... They are offering, so every year they do a pasta pass. We talked about this last time because it was like, wait, it's like a movie pass, but for Olive Garden. Amazing. Yeah. This one, tomorrow, August 15th, it will debut. Now, if you sign up, if you're one of the first 50 people to sign up for this year's pasta pass, you will have an opportunity to instead buy the $400 lifetime pass, which means a lifetime this is verbatim from the website. A lifetime of unlimited servings of pastas, sauces, and toppings, plus unlimited soup or salad and breadsticks. I mean, that's where they got me. Although, I guess the salad is already unlimited. But they're, but. they're saying the whole promotion, they're like, it's supposed to be in line with our core values of Which hospitaliano. Which is when you're here with your family. Hospitaliano. Hospitaliano. <laughs> but wow. yeah, like, you know, uh, good luck to everybody trying to get that. I wonder what... I mean, that seems like good business. No person, even if they had a lifetime of Olive Garden, I feel like if you did like a Morgan Spurlock type, like Olive Garden me, right. you would probably die by day four. The <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's family, Dina Lohan was given a year's supply of Baskin Robbins, yeah. which you would think is one of those things that's more in, oh, how are you going to use that again? Right. The family was using it so often and story. past the year of Mark <laughs> that Baskin Robbins was like, listen, we're what? not giving you any more ice cream. Right. Would they just, they could just go to a Baskin they Robbins? They would just go to the Baskin Robbins, get like birthday size tubs full of ice cream right. and then oh my take it God. home. You got to know who you're giving those passes I, out that to. Actually, when I think about ice cream is something I think I could very right. Because you don't yeah. eat it every day, but right. you could eat it every other but day. I was like, who are you feeding? Yeah. Not Lindsay. Right. No. Not little Allie Lohan. <laughs> Unless she was taking that with her to like the Middle East and her peacekeeping <laughs> missions. Just turning that into some drugs or something. Maybe. Know. I don't Flipping know. It, exactly. Flipping it. Flipping it for a... Uh, shout out to Dina Lohan, my birthday twin. <laughs> Is she Is your, birthday? your birthday twin? Also Prince Harry. That so makes so much sense. We're, we're, You're we're, all similar. We're You're all just... A combination <laughs> of the two, I feel it's like. just The zeitgeist is swirling The perfect me. blend of Harry and Dina. <laughs> That's what I... If I was on a dating site, that would be my profile. <laughs> half Dina Lohan, half Prince Harry. Uh... <laughs> Totally miles. Total, oh, 100%, 100% miles. 100% miles. <laughs> oh, man. You, you should write a dating profile yeah. for a living. That's good. My friend's dad had a Outback Steakhouse, like, free, like, black card or something like Whoa. that. And we used the wow. shit. Like, we abused I'm sure. the shit out of that. Wait, so you could in. just pull up party of whoever and you just had to he flash could, the yeah. card? Yeah. What would you get? Alice Springs chicken? Alice Springs chicken. The I really like the wings, even though I know they're oh, not I've never had flat. wings there. They're good. They're like fried. So they Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. It's good. It's right, they're right. not like wings, but they have back then later. Yeah, yeah. All right. And finally we want to talk about cable because the the way we consume television is changing rapidly. rapidly. Yes. Uh I think even the streaming services are going to be extremely different a year from now, now that it's basically each streaming service is a channel. I know. It's weird. There, It's like there there, there used to be like four you only needed, and now there's going to be 19 that right. you're going to have to do, and then someone's going to have to unify the 19 Bundle kingdoms them. again. Yeah. But the right now, the way like traditional subscription cable is falling off is it's rapid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the old uh, way is going away. Yeah. The largest, the largest pay TV providers saw subscriber losses more than triple to 1.53 million in the second quarter compared to last year's second quarter. It was only 420,000 420 dude, but that was only like, so it's rapidly, rapidly. Accelerated. So last year, the second quarter was like catastrophically bad at, they lost 420,000. Right thousand customers and this year it one point one almost and a half quadrupled yeah that's it's, not good i you know there there's like a weird thing now where like you, there's a bunch of uh streaming services and networks having like disagreements like if you had uh like direct tv or at&t like cbs was like we're not fucking putting any of our shit like you wouldn't have cbs suddenly yeah i just lost right. cbs on my right uh and in your mind you used to be like hold on back in the day like 
That was the only channel. CBS was a guaranteed (laughs) fucking channel. CBS was the only one you could like count on because like Fox would sometimes be there, sometimes not. NBC, but CBS was like the given. It seems fucking absurd. Anyway, and then HBO and Dish Network were also like they were going back and forth on whether or not they could show their content. So it is this thing where like it's like a bunch of musical chairs now, and I don't know like how it all ends up because I I already know once the Disney plus thing happens, there might be some cool shit on there that I might entertain subscribing to that. Right now I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have forgive me father direct TV. Now still, I know I should have (laughs) left them, but they got me still because I have to keep watching 90 day fiance. And I did not need disruption in my service. And then I'm probably going to end up getting maybe the Apple shit. So do you have HBO and the Disney I see everyone subscribing to that eventually. Yeah. Disney is very smart. They immediately got Star Wars going over there. Right, right. They also have a bunch of kids' movies. Lady and the Tramp is going to be on there. So they're building a business that immediately families are going to be watching. All those fucking nerds are going to be watching that channel. Oh. And then, sorry. Oh. I mean. I count myself as one of those nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and Apple, they just like loaded it with people like Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. Did you see that trailer? No, is it for good? For news t- It's I mean, you don't see any of them. It's just like ominous shots of like the set of this oh, new very thing, this news show that it's supposed to be like this morning TV show. Hmm. And it seems dramatic. I don't know. Yeah. It was enough where like if it's bad, they did a good job of hiding <laughs> it. So, but I What else? They have also It's Always Sunny though. Oh, really? Yeah. Apple good, does? Yeah. Huh. And literally when, I forget which cast member posted about it, they were like, we don't know what this is going to look like or right. who's watching this necessarily because it's just so new. Right. Yeah. But um, given that it's Apple, it'll probably do well. So we'll get Apple. I'm going to have to get I've the heard NBC from a, one. from people who are like making series for Apple right now that Apple is difficult to work with from like a like notes perspective oh, they have, yeah they they're have used like to hardware notes not content oh, yeah and they're started being like oh right we might like airing this under our name might say something about our values as right. a company whereas before we we're like hey you know that square you paid a thousand dollars for <laughs> that's us yeah not like yeah. oh we're pro-life yeah you know and then it's like whoa <laughs> right. what um, but i think yeah i also have hbo go i also need to see the office yeah. wherever that shows up because that's leaving. It's we're well, gonna be fucking the HBO HBO Max was the one that I heard that I was like, okay, I I need that. Right. For sure. Cause that's got I think the office is going there. It's like all the Warner Brothers oh, TV right. Warner or TV shows. NBC, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. NBC, or Universal TV shows plus HBO. Damn. So I guess we'll see who wins the streaming wars. Yeah. Yeah. Cause eventually there's gonna have to be some kind of not consolidation. consolidation. Yeah. Mm. Well, Carolina, it has been such a pleasure having you. Thank you on guys the Daily so Zeitgeist. much for bringing me to your hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people uh, find you? So you can catch me on iHeart's uh, The Ron Burgundy Podcast. Every episode is released on 9 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. It's a great um, podcast. So yeah, check it out. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Um, you tweet a tweet you. I've been enjoying. I Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I do not do a lot of tweeting. I do a lot of retweeting. I just hey. sort of catch my news. Natasha Rothwell, who's a really funny comedic actress, just tweets at Donald Trump every day and says, you are trash, <laughs> which I enjoy. Um, I appreciate that. And then Simone Biles. How do you pronounce yeah, the gymnast yeah. names? Simone Biles. Um, her floor exercises have been leading Holy me shit. to believe in God. Oh my God! Yeah. I have you watched it in slow motion? It's she seems so like she, she has superpowers. An unprecedented triple double on floor, which I wouldn't know how to explain it to you. So you would just have to watch the video. But I do not know how people teach themselves to propel and then spin in the air. Yeah, it's, some things are just better left <laughs> unknown. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, Miles, where can people find you, man? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. A uh, tweet I like is from Reductress. It says, "Why I stopped dressing for men and started wearing a loose necktie like Avril Lavigne in 2002." <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and another one that just says, "Mom, just letting you know, there's a stop sign up ahead." 
<laughs> oh my god when i was driving with my father-in-law he kept as he was directing me was like okay and then you're gonna stop you're at the gonna stop, stop sign at the stop and sign. then make a right and i was like i know I'm they're like hold on did you this. get some like chain email on right. aol that said people my generation blow right. through stop <laughs> signs yeah. like, when that goes green it's you're more gonna of a suggestion go. yeah and green yeah exactly red means go faster a tweet I've been enjoying. Uh, Adam at Burger Krang tweeted, Damn, dude, this night is good as AF. Might fuck around and go gently into it. <laughs> and Teresa Lee tweeted, Okay, controversial opinion here, but I don't think we should live that long. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on miles what's that gonna be today uh let's go out on a little an unreleased jay dilla instrumental from an album it's like it was released on a few years ago called called jay love japan and it's called yesterday all right because we're all just thinking about yesterday yeah right yeah exactly that's what the hotel bartender said when she looked at me she goes thinking a lot about yesterday huh i was like yeah give me something with a kick uh all right that drink did not have a kick by the way it didn't no i'm upset we'll continue this saga on the show in tomorrow's episode (laughs) all right uh we're gonna ride out on that we will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast and we will talk to you guys then bye bye